I got it from Agnes, she got it from Jim. We all agree it must have been Louise who gave it to him. Now she got it from Harry, who got it from Marie. And everybody knows that Marie got it from me. Hey everybody, sorry I'm late. I was sent to the island of Los Angeles as a prisoner for some reason. I don't remember exactly why. But the main point is that I gotta make some baskets or else they'll kill me. And I also gotta get in a surf race with Steve Buscemi, who's in a car while I'm on a surfboard. You're listening to This Film Has Not Yet Created, the podcast where we make our own versions of movie sequels that never got made. I'm your host, Christopher Rivas, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Mr. Steve Grande. Hi, sorry I'm late, but I've been working in Antarctica at a research base, and we found this really big spaceship in the snow. Oh, what wonders this will bring. I'm so excited. Okay. <laughs> There's a... Uh... All right. Uh, <laughs> we'll just keep this John Carpenter theme, I guess, going. Uh, we have two very special guests on the show today. Uh, you've heard them both previously on the show. Uh, our first guest is a comedian, but he's also really talented with a needle, whether that's uh, doing like needlepoint or quilting. Basically, if you need some art done, give this man a call. Please welcome Mr. Charlie Menard. Hey, sorry I'm late, but Andy came. I had to drop. <laughs> <laughs> our, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, our, uh, our second guest here, before we get too ahead of ourselves with these stupid jokes, uh, you've also heard him on the podcast before, also with Charlie before. He's a good friend of the show. He's a very funny friend. Um, and he's a very talented uh, math like finance guy if you've got questions about money this is the man to call he's good with calculations he's good with calculations <laughs> what money dude <laughs> please welcome mr peter luckton sorry i was late i got abducted trying to sell someone sell me to a toy store but i got through it with my new friends jesse and bullseye <laughs> there you, <go. laughs> you guys are like a pair that's yeah. perfect <laughs> you yeah. better you better do three and four. A couple of toy stories. We got an escape from LA. Oh. Uh, Peter and Charlie, thank you so much for being with us. Yeah, thank you for thanks having for having us. us. Today we are talking The Thing. 1982 John Carpenter's The Thing. Mm. Uh, tell us a little bit about why you guys chose The Thing. Among Us. <laughs> let's let's not beat around the bush Fair on enough. that one. It is the best game, and in fact, it's a game that uh, all of us play almost weekly as a way to kind of meet up yeah. in the virtual space and check in with each other and, and murder each other mercilessly. I mean, what are friends if you can't lie that is true. Bald face. Yeah. That is that. true. There, there's no way we would do this podcast, this specific movie, <laughs> without someone who wasn't a founding <laughs> member of the founding members of that playing group. So yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, Among Us really is the thing, the game. Even though there was a the thing, the game. <laughs> well, it's great because even the even the kills for anyone who's played and, and been the imposter or. or, or been they're killed very by thing inspired. Yeah, they're yeah. they're either you know you get your head bit off or you get shot right in the head or, uh, or a tentacles knife. come out. And, yeah, yeah. And so they they definitely pulled hard oh, from yeah. that. And the third map is you know an Arctic yeah. research station. So <laughs> yeah, I I <laughs> this was the first time I ever saw this movie. Um, and when I saw the flamethrowers, I was like, man, why doesn't Among Us flamethrower you? Like, instead of throwing you out of a ship, like, oh. <laughs> that would look so much cooler. Oh, that'd be good. <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the thing for just a moment, right? Because, like, yeah, clearly Among Us, great inspiration. But, like, also this movie just kicks ass. Yes. Yeah, this it is does. maybe the best John Carpenter movie. It is so, like, tight. Every little bit of it, you know, like. The entire time, 
I've watched this movie several times. It's one of my favorite movies, but I still watch it like with Steve for the first time. I have no idea who's the thing at a given moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, there's also so many characters that's like, what is their name? Are they a thing? Oh, no, they're dead. All right, never mind. I'm not going to learn their name. <laughs> I, I just want to say, like, we, you know, Among Us is an influence, right? The fact that Chicago got hit in this past month with, like, over four feet of snow is is a factor. Yeah. Um, but also COVID, because when we were watching this movie, and there's a part where Wilford Brimley, like, is inspecting the thing uh, that they have in front of him, and then he puts, like, the cotton swab up to his mouth like i don't i don't know if this happens with you guys but like because of covid like i've started noticing in movies when like stuff it's just like like don't do that (laughs) don't put that up to your mouth what are you doing you're a scientist you're a doctor you have a phd constantly like yeah there's a lot of yeah there's a lot of non-social distance and and you look at like older movies where like one guy's wearing a mask and like before you're like that guy's such a weirdo he's such out there and now you watch, you're like, no, no, that guy's smart. He doesn't want to. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. <laughs> this movie, we uh, we we just recorded uh, when Harry met Sally last week or the week before, and I mentioned in that recording that one of the great things about that movie, if you haven't seen it, is that it's very theatrical. It one of its strengths is that it feels like watching a play that's been videotaped. In a sense. Mm, okay. And I feel like this is the exact opposite. Where this film's strengths are that it feels very cinematic. It doesn't feel like it could be on a, in a play. Oh, for sure not. You'd have people constantly running on and off stage. Like, yeah. They use, most of whatever 90 minutes, I assume, the sh- yeah. play would be is just choreographed. I just, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just love I, this movie so much. I would say, though, like, with... With the way that this movie is structured, like the bones of it are a play, you know, that that basically, you know, everyone is just suspicious of everybody else. To be sure. I mean, it, it does maybe the best job of any story that I can think of off the top of my head of sowing those seeds of doubt and suspicion. And the whole movie is just watching this group slowly lose their minds and lose their grasp of reality based on this thing, for lack of a better phrase. <laughs> and Kurt so, Russell's 80s hair is so awesome. It's so good. <laughs> it's really good. But so you're saying that this technically falls under the definition of a Greek comedy. Yeah, well, no, I don't... Maybe it's a tragedy. We don't know, right? It ends, and we don't know. It's very ambiguous. That's true. That's true. They do never I, come to a resolution. I like that we don't know what happens i think that adds to the experience i feel like it would be it'd take it away if you knew for certain mm-hmm. well we're about yeah. to know for certain aren't we well we might <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna take we some liberties some sequels we're gonna, we we're gonna <laughs> take, some, take some liberties take some liberties uh, i mentioned earlier that there's a uh, the thing video game came out on like playstation or something Apparently playstation 2 is it according to john carpenter okay both the 2011 prequel and the game he considers canon. Okay. Which makes fans very upset. Well, I don't know what canon means, and I don't care. <laughs> I, think canon, I think when people focus on canon too much, it makes bullshit, and then people, like, care too much, or just... It's terrible. I, yeah. I hate the idea of, like, only this is can only be official or not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, fuck all that. So, but what I thought was really interesting is about the video game, and I think it was based on a comic book or something. But uh, it opens with, like, a specialist, like, wet work team or something going into the research base to clean up mm-hmm. all okay. these, everything. And as you play through it, the first little moment is you go into the research station and you you, you do stuff like you come across McCready's voice tape that he made and that kind of thing. Mm. But you also come across where McCready's and Child's bodies should be. And MacReady's body is gone. But Childs is still there. Okay. Or vice versa. Something something like that. What state is it in? Just frozen. I don't... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
you know, the frozen state. Yeah, the frozen state. We'll report back on the next episode. Alaska. <laughs> yeah, it's in, it's in Alaska. I, I don't know. Uh, I, look, I, I saw some, I, I, like, did some research on, like, how it, how people could see how it ends and stuff like that. And, like, at the very end, like, Charles isn't breathing. Like, you don't see the breath. Like, you see Kurt Russell when he's talking. The fog, you know? like yeah. the mist of his... Yeah, yeah, that, and then the, the idea that Kurt Russell, seconds before, was throwing Molotov cocktails, so there was really gasoline in that bottle. And he laughs because he knows that that... That Charles just drank some gasoline and is a is the thing. I, and uh, but hey, yo, I'm not saying you should believe that. That's what I believe. Okay, but I, I think that takes away from it a little bit. Also, his name is Childs. I, I, <laughs> can't, I can't just let you get by. I was going to let him keep going. No. Whatever, it's his rewrite. Charles Charles. Childs. We have we have very dedicated it's a last listeners. name thing. <laughs> Is anybody fact-checking us? Yeah. Uh, this is like one of Keith David's first big roles, so hell yeah. Love Keith Good David. Good job, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, so if that's the way that you envision it, Steve, I think, I think you should take us through your vision of what the sequel would be. Based, maybe it's based on that information. It's, take us through it. Take us through it. Uh, this, is, this is more of a sketch than a... Um, that a sequel to the to the actual canon, quote unquote. Um, so uh, we're we're just gonna get right into it because it's it's basically just you know four people at the the certain part in the movie where they're the last four left and okay. they have to they have to figure out how to either beat this or get consumed by it. Um, so the uh, <laughs> since we all play Among Us. Um, what, would, what am I, which one am I looking at here? Oh, sorry. You're looking at the thing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so since we all play Among Us, um, I want you to have the same tension and anxiety <laughs> as you do when we're all voting and trying to deliberate who's the, <laughs> who's just, the imposter. throwing each other under the bus um, and trying to live as long as possible. Just absolute chaos. <laughs> and like... <laughs> I, the only thing in this that, like, I I really want, like, overacted in a way is the names. So, uh, Chris, you will be playing Crease. Okay. Uh, I will be playing Stev. Uh, Charlie, you will be playing Chorley. And <laughs> <laughs> Peter, you will be playing Peter. Uh, so, so, so everything else he could say normal like he usually would, but those names, like, you gotta hit him okay. <laughs> with that impression. Yeah. Totally uh, but yeah, um, so, uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is The Thang. All right. Interior, rec room, kitchen. Fade in as we see four crew members sitting on the furniture, but they are at opposite ends and distance from each other. They are the last remaining crew members out of 15. The group consists of Crease, the <laughs> subterranean train driver, Stev, the cook, Chorley, the maintenance manager, and Peter, the technician supervisor. <laughs> the room is in disarray, but still functional. They sit under blankets as we can see one of the windows has become compromised and cold air is starting to leak in. They stare at each other, each having suspicions about each person trying to figure out which one of them is the thang. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll come out and say it. We should have just done this in the first place. Thank you. Think about it, everybody. That thang only attacks in one-on-one -on -one situations and in the shadows. If the four of us are always together, always inciting each other, there is no way it can attack us. I agree. But mainly because I'm not going to let Chorley out of my sight. <laughs> the last three times a body was found, he was either the one that rang the alarm or arrived right after. Do you think I had something to do with that? How dare you? Susie was my best friend. Hell, the only friend I had here. But what about you? Every time we break from those meetings, you always bolt off in different directions. Yeah, because if I don't scan my badge in HR, the food ration will get delayed and can waste the ration supply for the rest of the reserves. And if I don't, I'll be sure to receive another very condescending memo from Ptor. 
It's a liability to the instruments. I don't want our system to seize because of your dumb mistakes again. There he goes again, always throwing blame around whenever something goes wrong, always pushing it off onto other people. Well, I'm at least taking this seriously. People are getting murdered and taking into fucking monsters. But every time we need to use the train, you always stop us as we enter saying, Tickets, please! <laughs> it's completely unnecessary. It's completely necessary. How are you going to ride the train if you don't have a ticket? Come on, baby. You aren't a commercial train conductor. We are completely subsidized by the government, several philanthropic grants, and viewers like you. Stop saying tickets, please. Uh-oh. Steve is angry again. <laughs> Seems like shit always goes down shortly after you pop off. Seems to me you get defensive over the littlest things. Seems like you have something to hide. You want to throw out accusations? You better have proof to back it up. Oh, I sure do. Cut to a flashback of Chorley and Steve in the kitchen this morning. Chorley is making coffee while Steve is preparing a bowl of cereal. Chorley masks his gaze uh, facing the coffee maker while Steve, uh, while watching Steve, uh, he witnesses Steve pour the milk into the bowl before putting the cereal in the bowl. Steve <laughs> casually grabs the bowl <laughs> off the counter and walks out of the kitchen as Chorley remains tensely still. As Steve turns the corner down the hall, Chorley breaks his stare and lets out an exalted breath. Cut back to the scene. Well, if you knew anything about cereal, you'd know it tastes better the less soggy it is, even if that's just the difference of 20 seconds. I'm a pro and I'm a professional cook. I could measure out the exact portions while blindfolded. Charlie... What's <laughs> just a chore? Chore, Charlie. What? <laughs> Charlie bit me. I know. Call me Charlie. <laughs> well, that's an unpopular method of preparing cereal. That's a pretty weak argument. It's weird. But it's not as weird as what I saw you doing earlier today. Cut to a flashback of Chorley and Peter in the locker room getting into their outside gear. As Peter puts on his jacket and closes his locker, he turns around and sees Chorley on the bench putting on his boots. He watches in horror as Chorley puts on his right sock, then his right boot, then his left sock, then his left boot. Peter <laughs> freezes for a second. He breaks that freeze as Chorley starts to look up and he quickly shuffles out the door. Come back to the scene. That's some psycho killer shit right there. <laughs> Come on, guys. You can't tell me that that's not really fucking off. I hurt my right foot on the excavation last week. The more I, con I contract it with clothing, the better it feels. So stepping right out of the shower, all I was thinking about was getting my right boot on. What a crock of shit. Speaking of that's me, baby. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I got excited. That's okay. That's okay. You want to say it? You can say it. No, 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 no. <laughs> Speaking of cracks of shit, how about what I, uh, what I saw when Peter was using the bathroom stall? Cut to a flashback of Cree walking into the best bathroom. He is in a robe and carrying a toiletries bag. He notices that Peter is using the stall and then notices that all of his clothes are draped over the stall door, realizing that Peter is completely naked while taking a number two. Cree uh, slowly walks out of the room and closes the back bathroom door, cut back to the Scene. Real quick, before before we get back into it, I do want to say that doesn't seem too crazy. Uh, like <laughs> we'll talk about it at the end. We'll talk about it at the end. I'm sure we all have our personal opinions on all all of this, but let's let's save it till the end. Well, if you must know, I've been having panic attacks. Sometimes I feel like walls are closing in because we're in the middle of a tundra and cut off from the rest of the world. So, the only way to make it better is to completely get naked and just breathe it out. Yeah. Chris. 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 It hit me so fast, I didn't want enough time to get back to my quarters. Oh. I know we're all strung out because we're trying to figure out which of us is a murderous space creature, 
But I think we should draw the line at monitoring bathroom activity. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah, yep. agreed. agreed. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, I'm starting to think that I'm being adversarial because I'm really hangry. So uh, I'm going to go have something to eat. I recommend you all do the same. Steve walks over to the fridge. Sure, I'll take some. What are you making? Nothing for you, asshat. Make your own damn food. I'm off the clock when there's a homicidal being, looks to camera, betwixt us. <laughs> Steve slams the refrigerator door as he stares at Peter. Uh, cut, back, cut to black. Fit, and then we, uh, so t- some little bit of time has passed, uh, fade in on the four crew members sitting in their same spots from before, but the tension is even more palpable. Each member is slowly and deliberately eating or drinking something. First, we see Kreese pouring a Guinness from a can. He puts a straw in the glass <laughs> as he drinks it. He drinks the beer out of it. He suddenly does the straw scraping noise uh, just to annoy the other crew members. Uh, Stev uh, made a pizza and is picking up his slice off of the plate. He then flips around the slice and starts to eat the crust side of his pineapple and anchovy pizza. Chorley takes a cupcake out of a small box. He puts the cupcake to his mouth, but then tilts it 45 degrees and begins eating the frosting side first. Peter holds a brown paper bag as he pulls out half of a sandwich wrapped in paper. Insert shot of him putting the sandwich on the table. As he removes his hand, we can see that the logo of the food wrapper says Quiznos. (laughs) Dramatic sting plays. Everyone is silent for a second and stops chewing. (laughs) The moment passes and they continue to consume uh, what they have. Their eyes are shifting around at each other as the tension reaches a boiling point. Chorley can't take it anymore and blurts out, Peter, put the toilet paper in the stall with the paper facing under rather than over. Well, Steph watched Star Wars episodes one through three before watching four through six. What kind of backward-ass franchise starts in the middle? At least I don't try to time up finishing my pee while I hit the flusher and try to be done by the time the bowl empties like Kreese does. That's not weird. That's just a fun thing to do while bored. What did we say about bathroom monitoring? Fuck it. We already crossed that line. I saw Steph Donald ducking it at the urinal with all that ass blowing in the wind. You once told me Beyonce was better with Destiny's Child than she ever was as a solo artist. (gasps) Charlie Charlie (laughs) hangs his head for a second, collects himself, and raises it back up. Hey, wait a minute. This is exactly what the Thang wants. To drive us to the state of paranoia and, and tear us apart. Maybe, just maybe, if we act nice to each other, the thing will eventually reveal itself. You're right. The only way to survive this is by working together. We all have friends and family we want to see back home. If fighting with three other people you barely know really worth risking the chance to see the people you really care about again? It's going to be hard to gloss over all the things that happened today. But if that's what we got to do to get through this, then so be it. You're really not going to comment on that Beyonce statement? Move past it, Peter! It's not worth it. And here. Chorley oh. pulls... That's fine. Chorley pulls out a Kit Kat bar out of his pocket and passes a piece of it to each of the crew members. Uh, the peace offering worked. Everyone begins to chuckle right after they break their Kit Kats in half at the exact same time. Chorley looks confident and sings. The others follow suit. Give me a break. Give me a break. Break me off a piece of that. Human food! Oh, nuts! <laughs> I almost had you. I was totally gonna get you when you fell asleep. Well, anyway. <laughs> Cut to black, the end. Oh, no. Not again. Baby, my heart's on fire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
I'm so sorry, oh. Chris. I kept trying to steal your it's lines. It's fine. I saw CH and got bored and stopped reading. The same thing is going to happen with my script. Uh, <laughs> sorry I made a peek like that. Whoops. Uh, that's, yeah, that's, what, that's what it is. Uh, that was really stupid. Uh, <laughs> also, I love that you gave me the comment about the bathroom activity because that was the thought in my head when I was like, Chris is watching Peter <laughs> yeah. in the bathroom. <laughs> I just saw his clothes on the thing. That's weird. Even his socks, dude. Even his socks. Even his socks. Listen, that is not weird to get completely naked for taking a shit. That's what I'm saying. I yeah. think it's actually like, yeah. it makes sense. Uh, it does. You pooping know, pooping is a messy bathroom. business. See, as an artistic visionary, my goal with this piece was to get people talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> also, there were a couple things that you listed. I was like, no, I do that. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, you go into a public restroom, you shut the door, there's a hook there for all your clothes. Right. Yeah. So your coat. Am I supposed to put all of my clothes on the floor? Yeah. <laughs> you fold them neatly in your lap, like a gentleman. I would be horrified if I walked into Mariano's and somebody has all of their clothes on. You wouldn't know because the door locked. Yeah, I would what... know because it's okay. hanging over. All right, I will fight that point. We are three of us are in theater. We have definitely fully changed. In a public bathroom. No, that's true. That's it's true. not changing. I'm just saying, going to the grocery store, taking a dump, and taking off all your clothes. No, that, where that I draw the line. True. That part is true. <laughs> yeah, they, that mean. So I'm glad you did an Among Us thing. Yeah, uh, we have. I did an Us Among Us. You thing. did an Us Among Us thing. It was so perfect. Uh, I feel like that's the exact conversation that would have. Like if we were in real Among Us, that's exactly how it would go down. Yeah. Uh, but really, uh, tickets, please. Tickets, please. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even if threw in a baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, thanks, Steve. That was yeah. really good. That was really yeah, good. It was also really cathartic. I bet. I, like, bet. I get to see my friends for the first time in a while, and now I'm going to tell you exactly what I think about the way you play Among Us. Yeah. Oh. So, uh, speaking of friend groups... Friend groups. Charlie, I understand that you have a uh, sort of like Scooby-Doo-esque thing. I why, don't do. you, why don't you take us through it, my friend? I take us through do. it. I do. So it is called Scooby-Doo, no bling, all things. Because <laughs> <laughs> all of their episode titles are either puns or rhyme. Yeah. Yeah. It's so uh, good. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm so just, excited. I'm going to let it speak for itself. Okay. Uh, so we... we talked a little bit beforehand and and steve does a pretty good scooby-doo and you do a pretty good shaggy okay um peter's got fred because it's the least lines and i love you Damn, i read, bro. I read well <laughs> the shots fired Damn, bro um i'll i'll read the narration uh but chris and steve one of you has to be velma and one has to be daphne so why doesn't peter play both of them i mean <laughs> I'm just happy I have a line in this, and I'm not okay. just an extra. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'll be I'll be Velma, cause, okay. cause solid, solid. I can't find my glasses. Perfect. Okay, <laughs> I'll be Daphne. You'll be Daphne. All right, cause I am a hot chick. So, <laughs> what are you doing, hot girl shit? Hot girl shit. <laughs> I can't talk right now. I'm doing hot girl shit. Uh, so this is. Uh, Imagine the old Scooby Doo, not not the new ones. <laughs> Done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are the Globetrotters in this one? Uh... <laughs> Shut up. Uh... <laughs> anyway, uh... I don't know the the what's new Scooby Doo. While they're fun, I watched the last Scooby Doo to prep for this. Uh, I understand. They're fun, but they don't quite have that old school feel. Well, I think if your target is, uh, you know, people who only know the old Scooby Doo from like the '90s, then a bunch of thirty-year-old men, I think, is your target demographic. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Uh, the mystery machine is bouncing down a road, passing the same loop of tundra background every two seconds. Interior of the mystery machine. Everyone is in parkas. Well, gang, it took 20 hours on Daphne's, pri Daphne's dad's private jet, 
But we finally made it to Antarctica. For what the trip cost, I could have bought myself a ring. Laugh track. (laughs) (laughs) Daphne, we're not here for shopping. We're here because Dr. Blair invited us to check out the research station. Like, Velma, what are they even researching down here? You know, he never actually (laughs) said... Come on, Shaggy. Where's your spirit of adventure? I, like, left it on the plane, man. We should turn around and go look for it. <laughs> Laugh track. <laughs> the mystery machine pulls up to the ruins of the U.S. research station. Everyone is outside the van. Like, it doesn't look like the warmest welcome. Laugh track. <laughs> Oh no, the whole station got toasted. Toasted? Laughter. <laughs> we gotta figure out what happened. Okay, let's split up and look for clues. Daphne and I will head towards the tool shed. Velma, Shaggy, and Scuba. Scooby. Scuba. <laughs> <laughs> search in the With main Ruba. station. <laughs> Like, I vote we check the kitchen first. <laughs> Come on, you two. This is more serious than your lunches. Daphne and Fred arrive at the tool shed. It looks like the explosion started here. Freddy, what is it? I mean, Daphne, what is that? Daphne points to the burnt-out husk of a spaceship in the hole in the ground that used to be under the tool shed. Looks like someone had a blast. Laugh track. (laughs) Daphne gives Fred a scathing look. Fred doesn't have the self-awareness to look ashamed. Scene. Velma is in the rec room, shining her flashlight flashlight in the dark room. Velma trips over something. Her glasses fall off her face. (laughs) She starts crawling around the room. Oh no, my glasses! I can't see without my glasses! Her hand hits something. She lifts it up into the beam of light, expecting to be holding the frame of her glasses. She's holding a finger from one of Dr. Copper's arms. Jinkies! Laugh track. (laughs) Scene. Shaggy and Scooby are in the kitchen, making a 38-tiered submarine sandwich. Scooby's (laughs) stomach splits open, revealing a huge maw. (laughs) It's not time yet, Chris. He eats the entire sandwich. Zoink, Scoob! I guess the fight made you hungrier than we thought. <laughs> Scooby grabs a corner of a white cloth to wipe his mouth. We hear the sound of a ghostly moan. Like Scoob, was that your stomach? Uh-oh. What was that? Uh-oh. Well, uh, it must have been this. Shaggy points to the ghost now in frame. Scooby and Shaggy run away from the ghost. We see Shaggy, Scooby, and the ghost running in and out of doors in the sleeping quarters, magically appearing from doors that they, they did not enter, swapping places, riding on each other's backs, and chasing who is chasing whom. At one point, Shaggy and Scooby realize they're the ones chasing the ghost, give each other a look, and run the opposite <laughs> way. Shaggy and Scooby run into the dog kennel, which is filled with the dead sled dogs. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> Racist fuck! <laughs> It's okay, Scoob. We can hide in here. <laughs> oh, God. If you look at the bottom in parentheses, it's what he's saying in normal speak. Okay. <laughs> yeah, for, for anyone listening, uh, the script is written in Scooby-Doo, like, language. Yes. Are you fucking kidding me, Freddy? These dogs are all fucking dead in the fucking head! They're the massacre! And you want me to ride in here? We're fucking great! We're roasting always some rackets in a costume, but this is a real fucking dogs! Right in the head! Like they were nothing! Like I can't do this! <laughs> Would you do it for a Scooby snack? We're okay. <laughs> you didn't even have to say laugh track. <laughs> yeah, but there is a laugh track. Anyway. <laughs> Scooby. 
Uh, Scooby hides with Shaggy behind a pile of dog bodies. The ghost enters, walking back and forth, looking for them. The edge of the sheet catches, and as the ghost steps forward, the sheet is pulled off. It's the Harlem Globetrotters. (laughs) (laughs) It's the Harlem Globetrotters! We're so glad we found you. Like, why were you guys dressed like a ghost? We were so scared when we heard noises in the kitchen that we hid under a blanket. They hear a scream. That sounds like Freddy. The whole group runs outside. Freddy, are you okay? I've lost Daphne. We gotta find her. Inside the rec room, Velma turns around to find Daphne standing behind her. Jinkies. Daphne, you scared me. Why aren't you with Freddy? Oh, you know, I got kidnapped and tied up. So how did you get here? Um, I escaped. Hot girl shit. (laughs) (laughs) I found some clues. We have to go tell the others. No, that's okay. Let's just stay here. Velma gets quiet and stares at Daphne. Where were you, Daphne? Daphne's face goes blank for just a moment, and then she starts transforming into a thing. Velma is frozen in horror for too long, and Daphne thinks tentacles grab her and chomp her head off. The Daphne thing swallows Velma's head whole, and we can see the lump go down its throat. The Daphne thing burps. Laugh track. I have no words. My my favorite part was when uh, Grande completely got thrown onto the bus with that whole Scooby-Doo monologue. <laughs> and it's written like it's, Scooby-Doo. It's, it just hurts your throat so much. I'm so sorry about that, but I... No, I... I I absolutely loved it. I loved it. I love that this is a Scooby-Doo situation where they're finally like, yo, this shit is serious. <laughs> it's not going to be a mask at the end of it every time. Look at this shit. Well, even if what is, is this? this is real. And I didn't know where to go with that. I was I, I was like, okay, I'm going to write this monologue and then I'll, I'll figure it out, but it's getting kind of dark. And then just out of nowhere, I thought, what'd you do for a Scooby snack? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. This is so good. <laughs> yeah, I love... I have a feeling that it's going to be a uh, on this podcast that... I know I've done it before, that there's going to be just a lot of Scooby-Doo endings, but this is, this is a pretty great kickoff to that. This is a really good Psych. Scooby-Doo, yeah. Uh, I, I do want to comment for a moment and say that uh, The Thing is a very serious and tense movie. And so far... We have not done that. And I would venture to say that by the end of this, we will not have done that. No. <laughs> if, you, if you're tuning in really wanting to know what happens to Mac Reddy, you're not going to find It's McReady, bro. <laughs> Charles and Mac Reddy. <laughs> oh, that is absolutely the SNL characters when they make a parody right. of it. <laughs> That sounds like what I say at dinner time. <laughs> Charles, Mac Ready! <laughs> By the way, that was something that was really funny. With Steve's post of like, what's a weird yeah. thing? Oh my that, god. That people do. I can't believe how many people respond. <laughs> so much people response. People have opinions. Yeah. So much response. Uh, I wrote. I wrote. Uh, Wait, hold on. I went in like a half, like two hours after, and I was like, well, I should put the podcast name in here. Give that everything. <laughs> <laughs> People are say, you yeah. had more. Yeah. That's the kind of viral stuff you need on the podcast page. Uh, I wrote. I wrote. Uh, 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 Somebody who drinks a beer and then says cheers. And I had like two people text me and, and text me. They didn't just react within Facebook. They texted me. They contacted me directly. Hey, this is not This is not for a public forum. Are you okay? I need to check in on you. Care emoji. Yeah. Care and emoji. Uh, anyways... Anyways, we've got two more scripts. We do have two more scripts. Yeah. Dang. Uh, we've had we've had Among Us, Goofy Among Us. We've had Goofy Scooby Doo, 
And now we're going to have Goofy movie? immediately following. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Goofy movie. <laughs> if we listen to each other's ass. Uh, and then the Norwegians fly in. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot, Pluto. Uh, so for my script, uh, you can pull it up. It's called The Other Thing. Uh, I wasn't really sure how to make a title for it, so I just wrote, yeah, uh, uh, I just wrote The Other Thing. I think you know, The Thing too, or, you know, Things could be good, but <laughs> The Other Thing was my initial thought. Anyways, uh, to, to set it up, it takes place immediately following the first movie, okay? And uh, I've written the characters down here uh, to simplify it. Uh, it's just our names. So when you see your name, and, and try to read a little bit more ahead, Charlie, so... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> now that it's not Corley yeah, and Chris. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be clearly written Charlie and Chris. <laughs> thank you. Um, I, thank you. And, and uh, you know what? They're, just sort of read them as yourselves. I, I tried to write for you guys in a way, so All right. when we're done, let me know how we did, I guess. All right. Okay. Uh, so... This is the other thing. Fade in. Interior. Living room. Night. Peter, Charlie, Chris, and Steve are watching a TV. On the screen, we see the last moment of The Thing, and the credits start to roll. They all stare in silence and sit for a moment. Wow. So good. Right? Peter drinks the rest of his hard cider, shaking the can, and he puts it down. Oh, I'm out. I'll get you another one. Anyone else? Sure. Chip. Oh, uh, I'll just go with you. Oh, no. What? Steve stands. By this point, Peter, Charlie, and Chris are all standing. They all turn to him. I didn't want to be the only one not sitting. (laughs) Okay. Well, come on, Peter. Wait, just a minute. Huh? Why? Nobody on their own. Pairs at least. Wait. No, that's the whole thing. Paris is the worst idea because you might be alone with the thing. Chris, I have news for you. That was just a movie. Was it? Okay, how about this? I'll just go and bring them all back. We should probably get our own drinks from now on. Agreed. Okay, we'll all just go together. I'll look at each other for a moment before they slowly walk to the back porch without saying a word. (laughs) Cut to the back porch... Continuous through the windows and the back porch, we see a lot of snow falling and blowing. On the floor are six packs and other things that should be kept cold, like ice cream or whatever. Man, it's really coming down out there. Sure is. I don't think we'll be able to get an Uber in this. So, Grande, think you could give us a ride? Sure. Are you serious? No, no one leaves. (laughs) It was just a movie, Chris. That's exactly what a thing would say. Okay, so what do you want us to do? Well, I know I'm not a thing. I'm not a thing. I know I'm not a thing either. And me too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going inside. It's too cold out here. I'll exit to the kitchen. I'll open their drinks and do a silent cheers, then drink. So, Grande... I don't think I told you about what happened to our fridges. What happened? Y'all, we can't just start talking like nothing happened. (laughs) I know at least one of you is trying to blend in. Biding your time so you can turn us all into things. If you're so afraid, why not just let us leave? You'd like that, wouldn't you? Thing. Hey now, let's not go around making accusations. That's how people, you know... Go crazy? Don't mind if I do! Steve makes a going crazy noise and gesture. They all chuckle. (laughs) 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 Smash? You know, I was just gonna say... I could smash. I mean, I'm not gonna turn down a smash. Alright, awesome. Let's do it. Let's. I'll exit back to the living room. Each take their previous seat as Steve hands out controllers to everyone. Should we play a drinking game? Drink when you die and when you kill someone. We're going to be drunk real quick. Hey, while he's getting that set up, you guys want to see my flamethrower? You got a flamethrower? 
Yeah, what? Where did you get a flamethrower? Army surplus. You know, down on Lincoln and Belmont? Lincoln and Barry? I like how we've been hanging out, watching a whole movie, and this is the first we're hearing this flamethrower? Grande, did you know he had a flamethrower? No. Oh, yeah, it's just in the closet. Chris goes to the closet, reaches in, and starts to pull something big out. He turns to the others, and we see he does not hold a flamethrower. Instead, he has both hands showing middle fingers as he flips off the others and sticks his tongue out. <laughs> they all chuckle. <laughs> well, I was going to say. All right. Everyone ready? Chip. Chris closes the closet door and goes back to his seat, picking up his controller. Let's do this thing. We see the screen and characters get locked in. Samus, Mario, Link, Pit. Pit? Who the? All turn to Charlie. Charlie's eyes go black and he opens his mouth, <laughs> letting out the same screech Bennings made, kneeling in the snow. <laughs> Blackout. The end. <laughs> Spinning that no one can block. That's me. You're a thing. You're a thing. Yeah, no, that's true. If that makes me a thing, then thing I shall be. That's right. If you play as Pit, you're a thing. <laughs> Pick another character. You know, Pick a be human. Pick a better character. Pick a better character. Uh... <laughs> So, that two things. Funny. Yeah. One, I like how topical it was that you threw in a line about my, my refrigerators. <laughs> yeah. So, for all the listeners, so... <laughs> Welcome to the refrigerator hour. Peter. Or should I say Peter? A couple of weekends ago, uh-huh. our refrigerator died. And, of course, we had a little beer fridge. And we're trying to, like, chisel ice out of this thing. Because we hadn't thought it in a we while. We hadn't so thought it. Was... Yeah, no, it's years of buildup of ice. That whole freezer is just a one block of ice. Uh-huh. We're chiseling at it with, like, a, a hammer and, and a, a screwdriver. And Charlie's working on it. I walk away. I come back. Charlie's like, I almost got it done. One more good whack. <laughs> and whack, sure enough, freezing starts going everywhere and spearing out. <laughs> Lost both fridges that day. Oh. Oh, no. And the worst part is, like, it was stupid cold. Stupid cold outside. But because we live in a garden unit, there's bars on the window. So it's not even like we could put things yeah. outside. <laughs> so I was just like, grab the garbage bags. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> so Peter and Charlie live in, like, I would argue, one of the most prop like popular parts of the north side so i can just imagine how many people walk by and trying to see you like try to like squeeze uh, a, a thing s- of frozen <laughs> chicken <laughs> behind the bush and people just be like what the fuck is I that i try to push a frozen pizza out but it's not the sideways it's like yeah. flat way <laughs> try to yeah. push it through the bars <laughs> Oh. Yeah, and the other thing is, it's so hard to act for myself. I don't know, like, I'm trying to, like, read these lines, and I'm like, who? how would I? I say this? Mm. What's my motivation? Yeah. Just don't think. Uh, <laughs> That's the motto of our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I tried to just capture how you speak and, and what us hanging out would sound like. Yeah. Uh, right? Yeah, I, I think I'm, that is. Yeah, I will do the supplicant. I'm agreeing. Yeah, yeah. No, that, dead on read. Yeah, and just like everyone asks, because Steve is like one of the few friends we have that has a car. Can I get it right? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't no thing. I mean, I'm not giving you one now because I'm like four beers in. No, so no. <laughs> it's stupid outside right now. <laughs> oh, so yeah, thanks for. Thanks for indulging yeah, in that. That, that was great. Yeah. I love I love the idea of like being so affected by a movie where <laughs> you were instantly suspicious of the person you're with. And that's, he was right. Yeah, that's that's how it's you true. know you achieved at a movie. I just wanted to get everyone's moves. Yeah. And and uh, I'm uh, a nice 
So I had, I had originally written two endings, or I was like writing the flamethrower bit because I thought the flamethrower was really funny, and <laughs> and like who has a flamethrower, and uh, you know it was a big part of the movie. So I was like, ah oh, man, maybe I'll just write two separate endings. And then it occurred to me, nah, he just comes out with middle fingers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is very Chris. Yeah, I really, I really like between us. Like we have written, uh, <laughs> like the most personal like scripts <laughs> in the history of this podcast. Yeah, well, and 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 in terms of like Smash characters too, I was like, I was looking at the list and being like, which character is the most. Thing like, and I looked at him, and I was like, "Oh, I saw Pit up there," and I was like, "Maybe Pit." Uh, I don't know. I was looking at a few of them, and then I texted you guys, <laughs> and I was like, "This isn't related to anything. Don't worry about it. Out of context." Uh, what's your favorite Smash character? Pit. All right, I guess you're the thing. That's <laughs> true. Uh, yeah. It tracks. Yeah. Uh, so also, it's got to be the skin with the like white tunic and the blue wings oh, oh wow okay. so if yeah. anyone plays that particular pit yeah anyone plays that particular pit flamethrower them yeah. right now <laughs> exactly, exactly. All, all of you listeners your country needs you yeah uh all right well so thanks for thanks for indulging the uh that that didn't feel like a true sequel it just felt like very self-indulgent but i'm not gonna apologize for it peter very self-aware i understand you've written an ending to whatever the sequel could be, right? I, yeah, I have. In fact, this actually came about like a month or two ago. I was I was having one of those shower thoughts. Sure. And I was like, man, it'd be really cool if, you know, they made a movie and when they streamed it on Netflix, it had an ending. But when they streamed it on Hulu, it had like a completely different ending. And I was all excited for this movie. I'd, like it's yeah. brand new, brilliant. And I run. Yeah, nobody's ever made that either. <laughs> Boy, I found out that real quick when I ran right over to Charlie. And I'm like, Charlie, I got to tell you my brilliant movie idea. I was like, like, No, that's totally a thing. I was like, Babe, you've seen Clue, right? He's like, Yeah. I'm like, You know how there's multiple. <laughs> very valid. Very valid. Oh. Um, so yeah, that was that was my basis uh, of uh, of this. Okay. So. Okay. All right. So uh, it's called The Thing, The Place, The Person. Ooh. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, you spelled Char- Charles wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That, uh, that Charles and Mac Ruddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Charles. Yeah. Yeah. You did. In this one, you spelled Charles C H I L D S. Very strange. Very, very strange. <laughs> oh. Alright, so, the base is smoldering. Childs wakes up to McReady, who is sitting, leaning against rubble. You're the only one who made it? Not the only one. Did you kill it? Where were you, Childs? Thought I saw Blair. I went after him, and I got lost in the storm. (laughs) Fire's got the temperature up all over the camp. Won't last long, though. Neither will we. How will we make it? Maybe we shouldn't. If you're worried about me. If we've got any surprises for each other, I don't think we're in much shape to do anything about it. Well, what do we do? Why don't we just wait here for a little while, see what happens. (laughs) (sighs) Dun, dun. Dun, dun. Both chuckle. Tim Curry as the butler runs in. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to frighten anyone. What the hell? Uh, my, my good lad, I, I suggest you not take a drink from that bottle if you value your health. I'm dying of hypothermia. Who cares about my liver? Oh, not your liver, dear child. That right there is the secret to all that mess. You see... Our McReady over here has been kind, or in this case devilish enough, to share his veritable, to to share his vitals with a number of our compatriots. You see, it only takes a single particle from the infection to turn you into one of the horrid things. Bennings, God rest his soul, started the chain after a dog licked his face. McReady shared a drink with him, and the whole game began. Are you kidding? 
I'm the one who took charge of this shit. If I was the thing, would I have blown up Blair? Ah, but you see, the thing only needs a small piece of itself to survive. You needed to gain the trust of the group. Prove that you were on their side. It's one of the first things you learn in chess. Always be willing to sacrifice a pawn to gain an opening. I tested my blood in front of you. You saw me do it. A simple sleight of hand, no more complicated than that. Clark was certainly leaking more than enough, and he wouldn't mind if you borrowed some. You son of a bitch, I knew it! But I have one question. You were outside by yourself. You could have gotten away. We know the uh, we know from the Norwegians that you could survive in the ice, even thousands of years. Why break back in? I knew if I came back and be the last one surviving, I could clean this up, all the turned bodies, and be the last one surviving when the next team arrives in a couple of months. I tell them my story, that you went crazy and started killing us off. I had to kill you, and I barely scraped through. I mean, who else are they going to ask? They ship poor old survivor me back to the States, and then I've got a much bigger population to work with. Remember what Blair said? 27,000 hours. That's all it will take once I reach a populated center. Well, food's blown up. Support isn't coming for months. Is the rescue team coming? <laughs> Why should they? I never place the call. Then I guess we'll just keep warm by the fire. Childs tortures McCready. End. Ooh. But what really happened? <laughs> Tim Curry is the butler runs in. Sorry, I didn't mean to frighten anyone. What the hell? My good lad, I suggest you not take a drink from that bottle if you value your health. Oh, I wasn't going to. I don't much care for the taste of gasoline. What? I see. You've discovered the truth for yourself. I don't understand. Yes, Mr. Childs, we know who the thing really is. It's been you since McReady put you in charge of guarding the base. Looks around at the now-destroyed base. Sniffs to himself. You see, when you were alone, you took the opportunity to do a little digging on your own. That blood test didn't convince you that McCready was human, so you followed him and his merry gang while they went to, com to confront Blair. But on the way, you ran into Nalls. Nalls, who Blair had let go. Why? Because he had already infected him. Nalls attacked you, and you overpowered him, but in the ensuing struggle, he had already infected you. By the time it reached your brain, Nalls was dead, and you watched the explosion by McCready from afar. Once you were sure McCready was alone and weak, that's when you approached him, ready to finish the only remaining survivor. And you believe him? McCready pulls out his gun. He used to kill Clark. I wasn't sure until you took that drink. And now you did? Burn in hell, you son of a bitch. Shoots the flamethrower on Child's back, causing a huge fireball! Yeah! <laughs> but what Can really it? happened is... <laughs> <laughs> yes! Tim Curry as the butler runs in. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to uh, frighten you, anyone. You're a bit late for that. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, let, let's just go back for a second. That was too funny. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to frighten anyone. You're a bit late for that. Let's go through the murders one by one. McCready, you knew there was something off about that sled dog. That's right. You were the one who told Clark, uh, who told Clark to the kennel to the dog, and uh, <laughs> what? Um, yeah, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, we, you were the one who told Clark to the kennel to the dog <laughs> to kennel the dog. Oh, to kennel. <laughs> Oops. Uh, sorry. All right, I'm gonna take it back. Everybody, that's, take it back. But what really happened? That's four, really that's sad. four beers talking. Mm -hmm. um, all right, that's right. You were the one who told Clark to kennel the dog, and I'm the one who had to torch it. And, McCready, you burned Bennings after Windows found him transforming, having been infected by the dog. You then found Fuchs's burnt corpse. But Blair was the one who sabotaged the base and made sure none of us could get out of there. You don't expect us to believe that, do you? But you believe it. When you were all taking the blood test, you saw McCready kill Clark. You know, a human... You saw Palmer transform in front of your eyes. You and kill Windows. 
You made one fatal mistake. MacReady, when everyone's blood had been tested, you suggested everyone split up. Childs was to guard the base, while you, Gary, and Nalls confronted Blair. MacReady, you set the charges to blow up Blair. This is incredible! Not so incredible as what happened next. Nalls split up from MacReady, never to be seen again, and you, yes you, MacReady, hit the detonation and blew up the entire base. Yes. Yes, I did it. I killed Blair. I hated him so much. <laughs> it, it, the, it, flame, the flames, flames on the side of my face. <laughs> take it back. Uh, yes. Yes, I did it. I killed Blair. I hated him so much. It, it, the, it, flame, the flame. <laughs> Flames on the side of my face, breathing, breathing, breathless, heaving breaths, heaving. But then, whoever has the gun is the thing. Butler pulls out the gun. I'm the thing. You? Yes. And we are going to sit here quietly until we are all frozen. McReady pulls out his pistol. Childs readies his flamethrower. Scene ends. Brilliant. He he also added in a picture of <laughs> there there is also a picture of Tim Curry as the clue butler uh, at the end of the script, which I think just really mwah, sells it. <laughs> oh. I really liked your second ending. <laughs> Thank you, yeah. Yep. Uh, it was a lot of fun to write. Um, yeah. And we kept going through all the characters. We had on our whiteboard, we had the whole, like, timeline. And, like, who had gotten murdered by who, but who had, like, just gone missing and who was suspicious. And, like, like trying to map this all out and, like, doing some NSI, like, CSI That's stuff. That's amazing. And it was, it was crazy. That's amazing. I, I, I want to say, like, uh, that thank you for doing that work. Um, thank you for <laughs> yeah. thank you for like giving us a plausible ending to the thing. How many times did you watch Clue? To- <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But uh, yeah, I uh, I I appreciate that because now if there's someone that tuned into this podcast listening for an authentic sequel to it, now they got it. Now they got it. That's why yep. we say the best for last, baby. That's right. That's yeah, right. baby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Yeah, that was well done, Peter. Well done. Yes, thank you. I couldn't have done it without Charlie. He he pretty much write the whole thing. <laughs> I might have written two scripts, but I was no, in it the was, room. It uh, was all Peter's idea because he was like, "Oh, what if we did? What if I did Clue and like all the endings?" I was like, "Oh, we can run with that." <laughs> That's perfect. I also just imagined Peter walking in to you typing Charlie and just being like, "Hey, I got this really like hard part of the timeline that I just can't figure out." And you turn around. I am writing Scooby Doo's monologue, <laughs> and I can write it twice. <laughs> I have to translate all the first letters into R sounds. Okay. <laughs> I am. Making art. <laughs> <laughs> There's no Google Translate for this. <laughs> I, I honestly look like how how does Scooby talk and the only like the the most accessible thing I found was a seven minute long video of like how to do an impression of him. I was like I, I yeah. don't care about glottal stops, but yeah. me out. <laughs> We're just making it all ours and making it someone else's problem. Perfect. It's perfect. Uh yeah, no, these, I think all four slash six of these endings uh, are canon. Yeah, yeah, they're canon. John Carpenter would, would absolutely canonize yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much, you guys. This has been a blast. Uh, do you have any upcoming 
project? Yeah, <laughs> that's the appropriate response. Okay. Uh, that's the appropriate response. Um, anywhere we can follow you yeah. on social medias. Uh, at a six foot distance. You can follow me. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is no. Yeah, no, it's not. Charlie it's not. I'm a private citizen. Killing it. Uh, <laughs> I... Because I play pit, you you're right. Eek eek eek. Yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. No, uh, no don't yeah. follow me. Okay. Uh, well, thank thank you guys again for for coming on the show again. This has been an absolute pleasure, and I can't wait till the next one. Yeah, thanks for having us back. This was this was a blast. This was a good redemption too. <laughs> <A> redemption? <laughs> the first one wasn't bad. <laughs> I feel like I didn't understand the format well enough, and this time I was like, you know what the format is, is Scooby-Doo. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. thank it. you for allowing me yes. to make Steve Grande. Well, when we, when we set out Give on this Oscar project, <laughs> when we started this project, Steve and I looked at each other and we said, you know, the goal is for to have somebody write a Scooby-Doo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 40 in. We achieved yeah. it. Finally did it. <laughs> I do feel like this is a redemption for me, though, um, because this time I actually had a script and something yeah. to read. Other than last yeah. time, be like, hey, did you bring something? I, th- I thought about some things. I had some ideas. Great. Who's next for this script? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't quite that quick, but yes, yeah, so it, was, it was very much... Uh, yeah, it was a little bit different. So I, I, I feel different. like I brought it home today. Good, you sure did. You definitely did. <laughs> definitely, this was this has been an absolute pleasure. I would love to keep talking about the thing, or in fact, even watch it again. But unfortunately, I got to get going because uh, I, I work as a garbage man, and I shot a guy with a pellet gun, and his dead body turned up in the garbage, and now I think I might have killed him. And so me and my my brother, who's also a garbage man, and Keith David need to figure out. Uh, what's going on? Oh, that's not serious, but I gotta run. Um, I'm on this spaceship with the rest of my space crew, and we found this egg, and uh, through the egg, it, it, it hatched, and, uh, you know, it attached to one of my friend's faces, and, you know, a couple couple hours later, his chest cavity blown. So, it's a whole thing. It doesn't sound like a thing. Yeah, it's, it, you're right, it's not a thing. Oh man, as much as I'd love to hear about that, I gotta go. Uh, I found this ring that makes me go invisible. Oh my god! Where'd he go? Where's Where's Charlie go? (laughs) Well, that's great, but I gotta go. Uh, My uncle gave me this ring, and I'm gonna go throw it in a volcano. God damn it! That's it, that's the show. That's the show. It's gonna sound really good over air. Uh, by the way. Uh,